So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben, and this is my fourth cup of coffee. You guys, thank you so much for being here. Where the entire purpose of this podcast um, is to help you grow your business. Like, that's really it. And so I'm glad that you're listening. I appreciate your attention uh, and your time. Look, the main way that we're, that we're talking about helping you guys grow is by bringing on other successful creatives and other successful entrepreneurs, even outside of the photography industry. I think there is so much to be learned from people um, who have gone before us in other ways. Um, but today we have an actual photographer on today's episode. She is a um, a family uh, portrait photographer, maternity, newborn photographer as well. And she really focuses in on natural portraiture, like little to no props, simple, um, very lifestyle oriented. We have Allison Wintroth with us. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how she uh, grew her business, what it took uh to grow to grow there you go what it took to grow there it is to grow her portrait photography business finding her style what makes her tick how she actually uh, discovered that process i think it's so hard sometimes to think about and to understand what what is it that i want to shoot and what is my style is my style more lifestyle natural no no props or is it more um backdrops and all that kind of stuff and so we're going to discuss how she kind of really uh came about discovering that um we're going to break down a few of the things along the way but we'll, we'll leave that for allison you guys without further ado welcome allison wintroth Allison, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. I'm elated. Yes, I use the word elated to have you here today. How are you? How are you feeling? What adjective would you use to describe? Oh, elated is a pretty good one. I mean, right? it, pretty darn excited. I think that that would be a good one for me. Um, yeah. I am really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I feel like the fact that you said you're pretty darn excited. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> That's That feels like something I would say from Ohio, <laughs> right? I'm hanging out here. It's a rainy day in Ohio. Um, where are you calling from? I'm from Florida, but I'm from central Florida, which is kind of like 
redneck Florida, which I love, by the way. So darn is not out of the ordinary for things of people to say. So <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, there we go. I feel like we relate. Yeah. Um. So let's let's set the framework here. We're going to be talking all kinds of thing uh, things about. Um. I think it's it's a conversation of following your gut. I think we're in a clouded and cluttered industry, and all I mean when I say that is there's a lot going on, and it's easy to get distracted. It's easy to look at what everyone else is doing. Uh, and to be pulled in those directions for better, for worse. So we're going to talk that route, but uh, we need to create context here for for you and everything that you're up to. Amazing um, maternity and newborn photography. I love the look of it. Let's kind of pump the brakes, rewind. For starters, ex- explain what you're up to, how you got to be uh, where you're at today. Ooh, okay. Points, so we're going right? to go like Bullet way points. back or... <laughs> Well, look, I think you need to go as far back as there's value, okay. right? So, you know, I don't care if you were homeschooled or not, unless it <laughs> provides value to this conversation. Okay. So, well, let's say I started as a photographer. Um, I actually started by making jewelry and I had to, it was right when Etsy was starting and I had to take photographs of the jewelry I was making to sell it. And so I got started sort of in product photography, although looking back, I thought I was amazing. Um, I was hitting those, my nifty 50 at 1.8 and killing it, I thought. But looking back, it was, you know, left some stuff to be desired. But that kind of started my love for photography. And um, then I had- How many years ago was this? Oh, gosh. When did Etsy start? Like, 12 years ago? I don't know, something like that. I w- it was in college. So, um, oh God, I've been out of college for 12 years or something. Yeah. <laughs> 12 it is. Yeah. So, um, so, so once I had children, my daughter is now seven. Um, I, it kind of changed everything. I was still making jewelry, but I just found myself drawn to the way, just everything about kids and, and, that miracle. And I, it's so, um, chintzy sounding when I say it, but it is that it is such a miracle. Like these little, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) I I got three little miracles. I get it. Yeah. So, I mean, anyway, so I just kind of found myself falling in love with photographing children and their faces and their eyes and the way that they react to the world around them and how everything is just exciting and new and magical. And so I um, really was just doing it recreationally with my daughter. And then when my son came along, he was about six months old, and I just made the decision that I was going to fully go into being a portrait photographer. So what did that that decision look like for your family? Because I just I think that these are choices and, and thoughts that a lot of listeners are having where they're, you know, you're currently doing something, right? Something else, Etsy store, uh, you know, you're working your day job, whatever it is, bank teller, school teacher. I mean, whatever. I don't know. Uh, you're working on Wall Street. Yeah. Uh, and you pick up a camera and you start you start doing more with it and you go to make that transition. You go to kind of uh, turn the corner. And so let's kind of talk about that from a couple directions here. What was that process like? Because um, I don't really have this conversation very often. I mean, you have a family, you know? Yeah. And so I think that it's different when you're, you know, like, hey, you're, you're just out of college, you're in college, and you decide to do this. Zero responsibilities. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that conversation probably looked different. Uh, can you kind of uh, think back on that time? What were those What were those conversations like? So it was kind of a really chaotic time because my husband uh, is an 
an engineer, was an engineer, and he hated his job at the time. And so he decided to leave his job and started working for a family business of mine. So at the exact time that I decided that I was going to go full stream ahead as a portrait photographer, he left his really cushiony uh, benefit type 401k job and start, not start, but, you know, enter a family business that is successful, but just, you know, totally not the same. Yeah, um, it's changed. Yeah, it's changed. exactly. And so I pretty much knew from the very beginning that this was not going to be a hobby for me, that this needed to support my family. And so, um, you know, both, you know, we were both supporting our families, but I couldn't just say, well, my husband has a great job. And so this is like side money. This was supporting us as well as him supporting us. And so I went full stream ahead. I never, I mean, I probably didn't sleep very much for the first two years, I'd say. And and I, I gave myself like a year and I said, okay, we're going to basically put everything into this for a year. And I think by the end of a year, I'll be in good in good standing, I'll be making money, I'll feel successful. And, and it just, it's never, it was not nearly as fast as that. I think it was a good three years before I was really, um, okay, this is going to be successful. I'm going to be able to survive on the money that I'm making. And I don't have to worry so much month to month. It was not an overnight success. And I kind of expected it to be, but it's a competitive market. And you're learning not just photography, not just being a business person, but how to build a website, how to sell product, how to um, connect with people. And it, you know, it's just learning everything all over again. So it's just totally different. Let's talk about that for a second, because I think that I think that there is uh, two two problems that we have. One is the media bias that we're always surrounded by stories where we kind of get this idea in our head of, of the, like the overnight success, right? That's a, that's a cliche term, but I think that, you know, we hear stories about this all the time, or we see people on Facebook or Instagram that were like, this kid's 17, this kid's 18, 19 and look at him and look at all his work. And it's amazing. And they're killing it. Do you know what I mean? And, and so we're surrounded by those stories all the time. We're like, yeah, that's, I I got this that this is going to be like and I think the other the other tricky aspect is the the low barrier to entry to um photography itself yes. in terms of both equipment and gear but now also candidly um education from a technical standpoint um the low barrier to entry to those things also uh further gives the the idea that um the uh, the accessibility to a, a, a greatly successful business that you can live full time on, right, uh, is right around the corner. Right. Uh, because the court, because the camera was, the, the equipment was right around the corner. Sure. The, the applications, the, you know, Lightroom and stuff. I got it all. I have all the pro gear um, for like three grand. I got it all. Um, and now I'm going to have a, a studio that's, I'm going to, I'm going to live my salary on. And I think that that is kind of the, uh, it's just easy to to think that that's it. That's all it's going to take. And, and you're there and you're saying, and look, I love it. You said this too. You're like, not only you gave yourself a year, but you also said you, you put all of your time into it. It sounds like you, you were like poured everything in and it didn't happen in a year and it didn't happen in two years. Uh, and it started to happen in three years. How did you get over that? 
Like, maybe let me rephrase that. How did you get through that? Because I think (laughs) what happens is, just to be clear, what happens is most photographers hit that year point that they gave themselves. And then they're like, shoot, this ain't for me. I'm out the game, back to school, back to whatever it was I'm doing. Uh, And then there's the few that push through. So how did you push through? Well, first of all, it helps to have a partner who's supportive. (laughs) My husband, um, is really good with numbers. And so every month he, you know, I would go crying to him and say, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. We're not making enough money or we're not, you know, I'm not bringing enough clients in. And he would be like, okay, listen, Allie, this is what you need to do. And this is how you're doing it. And this is where it's going. And this is, if you're doing this now and a year from now, this is where you're going to be. And so it was really nice to kind of have that reality check because I'm creative. I don't think a lot about numbers and predictions and things like that. And that's really how his mind is. So that was really helpful. Um, But I think also um, setting like my sights on a goal and then just doing nothing but getting to that goal. So when I did, when I knew I had to have a good website, it wasn't like I just picked a free website template template and threw some stuff up on it. It was like, no, I'm going to take a class. I'm going to learn how to make a website. And this website is going to get to the top of Google. And I'm not going to stop until people can find me on Google. And then so that was, so it was like basically segmenting it into just little sections. And, you know, I, I can't sugarcoat it. It was a lot of late nights. It was a lot of, like I said, crying. And, you know, I mean, it was amazing. It was so cool because you're basically taking something where it's nothing. It's an, it's a business that is literally nothing. And then all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but like slowly it's, you see this progress and you see something that like, wow, I took this where no one had ever heard of Allison Winter Roth photography. And now they're coming to me to have their portraits taken. And now I'm feeding my family and now I'm successful. And now I'm, you know, teaching other people or, you know, whatever those goals were, it was like, it was reaffirming that, okay, I'm in doing the right thing. And although it was a ton of work and although it was exhausting, I loved every minute of it. And that's how I kind of knew not every minute, but I loved most of the minutes. And that's how I knew that what I was doing was right for me and right for my family. So across those three years, looking back now, right? Hindsight, what would you do? Um, I'll ask two questions uh, and you can maybe not answer one. (laughs) The the generic question is what would you do differently? But I want to get a little bit more specific if, if we can, if you can't go this route, that's okay. What would you do to expedite the process? Because there are people who write, who, who could create and and build something in under three years. Um, so knowing what you know now, is there anything that you would have done differently to try to move things forward? Or were there any like, you know, like key pillars or key things that you're like, oh man, I should have focused on that first. Sure. And I waited till this point. And if I would have done it earlier, then I would have, you know, explain. Okay. So that's a really great question. And, and I think that is what finally helped me get to where I am today is that I wish that I hadn't really paid attention to what anyone else was doing, um, specifically in my area and what other photographers kind of had going on. Because it, 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 with photography, there are so many people that are doing the same thing, right? You, someone, you see someone post a picture on Instagram and you love the dress that the woman's wearing. And then you get 20 questions like, where'd you get that dress? Where'd you buy it? Because 
they want to buy that picture, that dress and make the same picture that you made of it or capture a little bit of the magic that maybe you made. I wish that I had just found a style that spoke to me from the very beginning. And of course you're like learning and so you don't totally know your style, but I think the, the quicker you can figure out what makes, what about, what makes it speak to you, the better. Because once you kind of find that style, you're speaking to a specific client, one that also feels that they love that style that you're producing for them. So it's like you're finding someone that is made specifically for you. And all you have to do is figure out what makes you tick. So for me, I found that I really loved natural, organic, but still slightly posed. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not a documentary photographer. I'm not someone that wants to see what your bedhead looks like in the morning, but I want to see what your emotions are when you're with your brand new baby or when you're waiting, when you're pregnant and you're waiting for that baby to come or when your toddler throws himself on the floor, those crying faces. I really want to capture that. And I don't really care about the props. I don't really care. Most of the newborn pictures that I take, you can't even tell if it's a girl or a boy. It doesn't matter. I try and think about in 20 years what that family is going to think about when they see those portraits. They don't care about the bow or the the bucket or anything. They just want to see what did that baby's feet look like and what funny facial expressions did they make. So I think the sooner that you can define what makes you uh, tick as an artist the more likely you're going to be successful and the quicker it will happen for you. Yeah, I think that the challenge is, and this is a little bit of a, oh, I don't know what the phrase is. I'm terrible, Allison. I'm the worst at like, like I'm like, I know there's a phrase for this, like <laughs> catch 22 or like something. I don't know what it is. There's a phrase for this, right? Hindsight, no, no. So uh, it's... I'll, I'll explain it. Then maybe Allison, you can tell me what I'm trying to trying to convey here. Okay. Is while that is while that's true, is the sooner that you can figure out what to shoot, you know, the the better. I think that many people are trying to figure out what what is my style. What do I want to shoot? Do I want to be shooting babies, seniors, weddings, commercial, sports, landscapes? And then once you even figure that out, do do you want to be off camera flash guy, dark and moody and dramatic, or like wild and 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 two man kind of studio style where you're like in there wide and tight in people's face is like, there's so many directions. And I think that this is a question that so many photographers have is like, I'm trying to figure out what, like what to shoot, what's my style, what's my signature look, what makes me happy, what makes me tick. And to that, and this is the other side is in that situation, you, you just gotta be shooting and you have to be shooting everything. And so it's like this, this is like the, it's the, maybe it's just pulling on both sides uh, of the spectrum, right? It's like your goal is to figure out what to do and to focus on one thing. But in order to do that, right, the contradiction is you have to do everything. I think early on when you're first starting, my advice is like, you need to be shooting your ass off every day, anything that comes your way and shoot, 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 shoot. Cause you're not going to know what you like and you're not going to know what you don't like until you shoot it. And you shoot a lot of it too, PS. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe yeah, it's just, maybe that's it. It's just a contradiction. It's like it's or uh, it's not a direct contradiction, but it, I guess it feels that way to start. You know, I'm always telling people you need to focus up. You need to focus up. But like, but I don't know what you need to. I don't know what I want to shoot. I'm like, okay, then never mind. Ignore me. Shoot everything for the first year. <laughs> that's true. You're absolutely right. You definitely, um, you definitely have to 
check off a lot of boxes. Am I a pet photographer? Am I a baby photographer? Do I just love macro and nature photography? What do I love? But the sooner you can do it. So that means shooting a lot. It means shooting every day. And like I said, I, I would, I shot I, I shot all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I shot things that I'm mortified that I even shot, but you just don't know until you try it. And you're absolutely right. The, but the sooner you can focus in on it, the better, which means if you shoot a lot of things, you're kind of learning what you like faster, you know, rather than kind of shooting once a week or once a month or something, if you can shoot every day. And I'm lucky that I have a large um, community. I'm from, I live in the town that I grew up in. So we, I know a lot of people. So I could, there were a lot of people coming to me and saying, Hey, you want to shoot our wedding, which I've never shot. And that's the one thing that I won't dip my toe into, but you know, you want to come photograph our pet. We're, you know, we're moving. You want to photograph us in our home. And so I learned really quickly what it was that I liked and what I didn't like, but yeah, you do have to shoot a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's like the absolute best advice. And then like anyone can receive as a photographer is have your camera on you and with you. Like if you want to be a photographer, if you want to go into business, make money, do what you love, your camera should be on you every single day, every place you go, and you should be photographing. You should be thinking and shooting all the damn time. It's like, um, people talk about, uh, so like an investment, right? Compounded interest and how, uh, so this is actually going to connect here in a second, <laughs> right? With compounded interest, I'm not going to get into the math. Uh, I'm terrible math mathematician, but right with compounded interest, the way it works is if you get started earlier on and the earlier on in life, right? Even let's say you, you start investing, uh, your, your money, let's say at the age of 20 and you only have a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars um and versus you start at 30 but now you start with let's say ten thousand dollars ten times as much right but that time difference those 10 years of compounded interest the same thing is true of of not just like wealth but of like a wealth of knowledge or or skill set or um health like like your fitness all these things right and so to the photographer like who's like you just got to start, you have to start as early as possible and you need to be shooting your ass off (laughs) like nonstop every day. And that will compound. Yeah. It'll compound every, like, uh, each day you're going to get better each week, each month. And the more you shoot and the earlier you do it, uh, you're going to get to that point faster where things are like, whoa, it's coming together and, and you're able to at least provide value from the imagery standpoint, which PS is the cost of entry in 2017. You have to be amazing at what you do. Sure. Man, I got to stop talking. I keep going on rants. I apologize, Allison. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so nice to talk. I love talking photography. It's amazing. <laughs> and business. You guys, I got to interrupt for a hot second and give a awesome thank you shout out to one of the big supporters of the SFP podcast. I want to thank FreshBooks. You guys, I, I get the chance to talk to hundreds, if not thousands of photographers on the weekly. And one of the consistent things that I hear time and time again in regards to challenges in the business, points of pain within running your own business as a freelance photographer is accounting. It just comes up every single time. What do I do with accounting? How do I manage this? Where do I outsource? Do I outsource? Like I'm supposed to be a creative. I don't do well with numbers. I don't track numbers well. Even getting paid, like how do I make sure uh, that I'm processing payments properly, tracking all that data properly? 
And one of the best pieces of advice that I have for you if you're running your business is make sure that you have a system in place uh, to help you uh, with your invoicing, a system in place to help you uh, track your your payments, a system in place uh, to help you track all of your accounting. And so with that being said, you guys, please do yourself the biggest favor that you can and go check out FreshBooks. And this is now a super no-brainer because there's a 30-day free trial that I'll tell you guys about here in just a minute. But FreshBooks has been completely redesigned. Uh, just com- like completely from the ground up. It's an all cloud-based accounting software that's going to allow you to create professional invoices in like 30 seconds, set up online payments within just a couple of clicks that will allow you to get paid up to four times faster. And, and a really cool feature is you can actually view, track when your client has seen those invoices. And it really puts an end to that guessing game of when is the money going to show up for you guys. And so here's the deal. Like I said, FreshBooks, please go check it out. They are offering you guys a 30-day unrestricted free trial. It's the full package for 30 days to claim it. It's just for you guys, by the way. To claim it, you need to go to freshbooks.com backslash photography, and then you need to enter six-figure photography. That's S-I-X, six-figure photography in the how did you hear about us section, and they're going to hook you guys up. Please do yourself a favor and look into this. All right, let's jump back in. Okay, so now I I feel like I, I really want to ask this question. I'm in this whole big kind of series on on acquiring clients and getting booked up for the year. What did that look like for you when you started to attract and figure out how to get uh, clients in the door to go from Etsy store photography to newborn maternity photography? What were some of the things that you did to get your uh, get your inbox uh, uh, with inquiries? So. Um I think the best thing I did was make a website that people could navigate and that they could find. And I would How did you build your website? Um so I use WordPress and I use I started with um uh oof. Oh, it's not Profoto. Um there was a a really popular Anyway, I'm with Flow Themes now. Um and I cool. love them. Um it's really easy and once I kind of switched over from it's not pro photo. Oof. Okay. Um, that's going to bother me. The format that you were on by chance. It was, um, it was templates that they had and yeah, it's like, there's so many different template based WordPress is out there. So, but I took a class, um, with click and company and it's a website building class. And so they basically walk you through how to not just make a website, but how to make the SEO good in it as you go. (laughs) So then that way, um, the website's actually working for you. They actually taught us how to do AdWords. Um, this instructor, Beth Wade, she was amazing. But um, so anyway, so that was like one of the very first things I did because I knew, I mean, obviously at this point, like you have to have, you you don't have to be, but very successful businesses are usually have a good web presence. I mean, that's the first thing I know I do when I search for a business is what do they look like? If, what does their website look like? If it's a not a great website, it's brand. Yeah, exactly. You're, you know, it's, it's really important. So anyway, so I knew, um, that was really important. The other thing that I did that I kind of did in the beginning, um, and I loved it was I actually had a video made for my website. I felt like if I could actually talk directly to my clients, not just with words, but, um, excuse me, not just with typing, but with my actual voice and they could see me, 
especially since they were bringing their newborn baby to me, I wanted them to be very comfortable with who I was as a person. I wasn't just, you know, sometimes someone like has one little picture of themselves in the corner of their website. I mean, they're bringing me their most precious possession. I want them to feel comfortable with me before they even meet me, you know, or email me. So I had a website, I mean, excuse me, I had a video made for my website and it was a two minute video and it was set to music and I was, you know, I was being interviewed and I feel like people just really, really connected with that. And that was right when video was kind of, becoming more um, accessible. You know, there weren't a ton of people using it on their websites, but it was, you could see that that was on the horizon. And thank you, 5D Mark II. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So I had this, uh, so anyway, I had this video made and I felt like that really propelled people just, they saw me and it was, it was sort of in the very beginning of my business within the first like year and a half, I made this uh, video and it was just boom, all of a sudden people really started beating down the door. Um, I think a studio space really helped me too, because, um, they could just come to me and they didn't have to worry about their home being a mess. And, you know, they just show up and I take care of everything and then they drive away and I clean everything up. Um, and I don't know, it just kind of, Like a website's super important, and I think finding your style is super important. I think giving a cohesive brand is important as well, you know, kind of narrowing it down as quickly as you humanly can. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So then do you have any advice for the photographer who is inundated and and just, you know, it's like – here's what happens. You go to your internet browser or you pull up your phone and before you even think like you're, you're like chewing on some cereal and suddenly Pinterest is open and you're looking at other people (laughs) or suddenly Instagram's open and you're just flipping through work and you didn't even mean to go there. You had every intention to like go to your to-do list, but instead it just like was auto. (laughs) And so like to the photographer who is um, struggling with the, the, uh, pressure to be pulled in all these different directions and to do things like the photographer down the street or, you know what I mean? Um, what advice do you have for them to, to really follow their own gut, follow their own heart? So <laughs> I'm totally guilty of that. I will open up Instagram and two hours later, I haven't done anything on my to-do list and I've favorited and found a whole bunch of new people that I want to follow, but I haven't done anything that's important. Um, for me, finding like making a list of all the things that need to happen. Um, so building a website, you know, um, finding a studio, decorating a studio, you know, doing all of these things, I would make like a really big goal list and then work off those things individually. So what would it take to find a studio and, and to, you know, to decorate it and make sure I have enough money to do that. Um, but also really kind of, it's hard to say, like, I can appreciate what other people do. Like, I really, I really can appreciate what other newborn photographers do with posing and um, props and things like that. But kind of putting that in a place where, okay, I can appreciate it, but that doesn't mean that I have to do it. So I tried those. So I guess... Um, I tried posing, I tried doing things that were a little bit more prop based, and I realized pretty quickly that didn't feel good to me. So instead of 
pushing it and trying to make myself fit into that mold. I just said, okay, I don't like that. I don't like having a four hour session and I don't want to buy, spend thousands and thousands of dollars on props that might get used once or twice. So I'm going to really concentrate on what makes me happy. So I do think you have to try it and, um, but then really just cut those things out, really get down to what matters the most to you. And it does, I mean, it takes some time. You have to think about it and really keep in mind what makes you tick because it doesn't just, well, sometimes it happens overnight. Like I would wake up in the middle of the night and be like, ah, I have to shoot everything on white or I need flowers in my newborn (laughs) portraits. But, um, you know, it definitely takes time. It's, it doesn't happen immediately, but just kind of seeing and appreciating what other people do, but not necessarily thinking that that's what you have to do. So being able to separate yourself a bit, I guess. Yeah. How do you use, how do you use kind of doing your own thing, branching out and, and, uh, kind of, um, embracing again, like, uh, what makes you unique? How do you end up leveraging that to your advantage? Because I get, I mean, I, we did the same thing in our brand and yet, nevertheless, you're going to get those requests. For example, we have, um, so, uh, we just got this, uh, amazing, uh, it's not a photo booth. It is, but not really. It's called the, it's called a Giphy booth. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, G I F Y Y Y Giphy, right? Giphy.com. So it's this Giphy booth and it's this amazing like photo booth solution that makes animated GIFs. And it's amazing because it's so light and it's so little, like I don't need to have an operator on it. Anyhow, I could go on and on about why I love this thing. But one of the things that I don't do with it is I don't do props because it's GIFs. You should just be interacting with the people with you, sure. right? Um, and we get this pushback all the time, right? But I want props. I want props at this Giphy booth. I want props at the wedding and I don't do that. Or for you, right? How many times have you gotten the request but Allison, <laughs> Allie, girl, we've been friends for so long. Can we get out the basket? Let's get out the girl. Come on, let's do it, right? So how do you end up sticking to your gut when you get those requests? And not only sticking to your gut or, or sticking to your guns, but turn it as a value add. Okay, so um, good question because I still get the request for the big bows and the you know first of all I don't show those anywhere. If I if if a client, I do a good screening process. I call a client, I talk with them, I talk to them about my vision, and most of the time those people that's why they're attracted to me. So they're like. I love that it's just the baby on a blanket. I love that you can see just our emotions and the way that we snuggle that baby. Um, but occasionally you have someone that's, you know, so if I, if I have done all my screening and, um, I've talked to them about how I want them to look at their portraits in 30 years and they, um, you know, that they, don't see those props. They don't see that they see the timelessness of their images. I don't know if timelessness is a word, but it is now. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I like <laughs> um, but if they still insist on doing that, I usually do it towards the end and I don't show those images anywhere. You will never see an image of mine that I post on social media of a baby wearing a mermaid tail. It's just not going to happen. Um, but I, really try from the very beginning to make people see like, this is what's important. This is the important thing. The important thing is your baby's face. It's their facial expressions. It's what happens when they, 
um, you know, or just learning to walk. It's not the hundred balloons and the big cake in front of them. It's not those things. It's, it's the thing, the emotions that you feel. And, um, so it's really important to talk with your clients and have those conversations with them because, because it, <laughs> it can get out of hand really quickly if you're not careful. And if you're drawn to those things, that's wonderful. Then you don't, you don't want the client that just wants the baby laying on a, on a plain white bed. You want the baby that, you know, is wearing the pretty dress and is, you know, I don't know, smashing cake in their face. <laughs> sure. Let me, let me put you on the spot yeah. here. Are you ready? Okay. So you're like, I don't know. Um, I'm curious how you, how you actually, you know, communicate this to a client, right? How you actually communicate the value of what you do, uh, uniquely, you know, for them. Um, what is, what is it that you do and why, maybe it's really the question of why do you do this? Right. Cause I think that's what communicates the value to clients. And so let's say I call you up. Hey, Allison, I got, look, I, Allison, I've got newborn twins. Actually, they're not super newborn. They're a little bit older now, a couple months, right? So they're not newbies, but I have these twin boys and I'd love, uh, to do, um, some images of them and I'd love to do it in a studio and I got these great little baseball outfits. I think it'd be cute. Um, I want to hire you. Okay. So what, like, what do you say to that person and how do you say it? How do you, how do you convince them and how do you turn that corner? So, okay. So if, <laughs> good question. So if someone comes to me and they're wanting a session, the first, you know, so <laughs> the way I turn it is I talk to them about who, okay. That's a good question. Thank you for putting me on the spot. <laughs> I told you, I told you I was going to put you on the spot. Cause you like, you get this question all the time, right? Like I'm sure you do. Like someone messages you, they, they're, they're wanting to pay. They got the money. They're ready to do it. Let's do the session. How do you end up convincing them? We're not going to do it that way. We're going to do it this way. And here's why you're going to love it. Okay. So first of all, I, I will do that if they want me to, I just won't show anyone. And the whole session won't revolve around that. So I'll say that, first of all. I do sometimes do, I had a baby that was uh, put into a snowman costume, a newborn baby that was put into a snow. I, I will do it. Um, Olaf? Uh, yeah. I'm just that, kidding. That was like just that. a little <laughs> Easter egg um, for any of those frozen listeners out there. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. Um, so the first way that I sort of filter out those requests is that, my website is very clean and simple. So I'm never going to show anything that I don't want to shoot. I'm showing only the things that I want to shoot. So a lot of those people come to me already. Most people are like, I love how natural you are. I love your natural website. And then if they say, but I really want to add some baseball uniforms at the end, or I really want to, I have these really cute baseball uniforms that I want to use them. So I'll, so my, my first reaction is to tell them, you know, I'm working on making something timeless for you. So you won't look back and think in 20 years, um, I really love those baseball uniforms or I really love, you know, the devil rays or whatever baseball team it is that you're into. Um, I really want you to concentrate on what their faces looked like and how they interacted with each other because twins are so much fun and they're kind of it's a unique bond in and of itself. Um, and, you know, we can absolutely do that, but my goal is to capture your interactions first. And if you're interested in somebody who does a lot of props, I have a photographer that would be really great for you. And usually 
um, th- at that point, they're like, eh, you know, no, that's not as important to me as really capturing their faces, which is why they've come to me in the first place. So I have no problem referring someone that doesn't fit my vision. Um, not in a bad way. I mean, we're not always going to mesh up perfectly. And like I said, I will do a bow if you ask me to do a bow. But if it's someone that comes in and it's obvious that we're just not going to mesh well, I have a couple photographers that I refer them to very easily. Um, but I'm also more established in my business and I'm okay turning away, you know, people if it doesn't totally work out the way that I want it, you know, or that, that, makes me be my best artist. You know, I can do a mermaid tail, but it's not going to be as good of a mermaid tail as someone else that is great at props would do, you know, my heart's not in it. Sure. <laughs> yep. I totally get it. And those conversations that you're having, when someone reach out, reaches out to you, what's your a response? Uh, walk me through your, like your workflow a little bit when someone connects with you. So I first, the first thing I do is I send them a little questionnaire, um, just, who they want photographed, how old those people are, what's their time frame for getting it done, if there's anything specific that they want photographed. So if someone in that questionnaire says, I really want my baby wearing a tutu, then that would be my first cue that maybe this isn't going to work out. And then I, I get their phone number and then I get them on the phone and I we talk about all of these things in person. Uh, I love focusing on printing their images. So I'll never just... Um, you know, here's your USB. Here you go. I every since I started from the very beginning, I've always included prints in every package. I, I'm fine with selling digital files. I have no problem with that. But I just want to make sure that they have heirloom prints as well, because I mean, that's why you go to a photographer in the first place. Really, is to have something that you um, can save and pass down, and you know, give give to people. But um, so I get them on the phone and I say, what do you want? How can we make this session good for you? And how can we make it beautiful and fit your vision while still maintaining myself as an artist? So I think that's super important getting, and it makes people happier because they're not sending 50 emails back and forth. It's like, you get to talk about it. You find out right away if it's going to work. And if it doesn't, then you refer them to somebody else that it will work for. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so now we're talking about print. Now we're talking about the actual delivery process. Let's completely change directions here. Um, Why? Why print? Okay, so I have this print that was made of my great-grandmother, my grandmother, and her brothers. So my dad's mother passed away when he was five years old, so I never met her. And Everyone in my family has this one print up on their wall. I, I, I can walk into any family member that is in part, the Ayub is the, is the family name. I can walk into any Ayub family member's house and this print is up on the wall. And this was something done back in the, you know, the early 1900s. People, that print is the most special thing, you know, the most important print that I have of my family, of, you know, my heritage. And I want to give that to other people. I don't want those pictures to get lost on Facebook. You don't know Facebook's going to be here in 50 years. I Hopefully Facebook will not be here in 50 years. <laughs> um, you know, I I want you to have something that you hand to your daughter when she's 18 years old or when she's 30 years old and starting her own family. And here, this is what can go on your wall 
you know, to remember our family when we were new and young, you know? I love going through old pictures of when I was a kid, when there was no digital camera, it was just film and you took some pictures and you hoped that something turned out and then you printed them and you put them in a shoebox and then hopefully someone looked at them later. I also love looking at my parents' wedding album and, um, you know, it, it, it just, there's something about a print that is just amazing. I It's like, I can't even describe it. It just makes, you can look at things so much better than when you're looking at it on a screen. You can look at the details, you can look at the facial expressions and the colors and just, you can get a feeling of a print so much more than on a screen. And so I want people to have that and I want them to have something that's going to last forever, a hundred years. Yes. Can I ask you a question? Uh, Cause I agree. I agree with everything that you're saying. Uh, I want to, um, I'm going to, yeah. So we're also photographers. So I, not that I believe this, but I'm curious what, what you would say to this. I think as photographers, it makes sense that, that we feel so romantic about prints. Do you think your clients feel the same way when they end up holding a print? I do because I've seen people cry when they look at those prints. So I do a printed reveal at my studio for every client that comes through. And I've seen those people, they can look at the pictures. So um, I do a digital reveal first, and then I surprise them with a printed reveal. And I print every image at eight by 10, and I mat it to 11 by 14. So I've seen them look at those images up on the screen. And yes, they smile about them and they think they're lovely, but I've seen people cry when they pick up that matted print and they can touch it and feel it and they can have, you know, it's right in front of them. They can look as close as they want and they can, it's like they're there again. So yes, I think the people that come to me have that feeling that they do feel very romantic about prints. Um, I don't think everyone does, and that is totally fine. I think there's a photographer out there for everyone. But the people that come to me, I really do think that that's the way that they feel. Yeah. No, I I, um, I feel like, you know, that's probably a thought process that maybe goes through some people's minds who are especially in that transition phase of of – um, shoot and burn to considering, do I, do I start to go print? Um, is it actually worth it? Do people even notice? Do they even care? You know, I, I bet a lot of photographers are kind of having these kind of internal dialogues and I agree with you. I 100% agree. I, while I believe all these things, I see the value that it gives clients. I see it and it's incredible. I see, I see the look on their face, the, and it changes, it changes the, per, the, the perceived value of the entire experience, right? Like they like, I don't know, say, like they like the pictures, they look better. The pictures look better. They like the photographs more. Um, if you look, if you're an okay photographer, one of the best things you can do to make your work look better (laughs) is just to print it. Don't take that advice. I mean, mean, it is still get better aircraft. Who Um, could resist a printed picture of their, if their beautiful baby, I mean, I can't, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'm totally with you. Speaking of, I need to make more prints of my babies. Do it. Uh, on it, to-do list, pulling <laughs> it up right now. Shoot, I make a Miller's album every year of all my family. And last year it was three albums big. It was crazy. I don't print yeah, a ton likewise. huge for my wall, but I love albums. Albums are my absolute favorite thing in the world. Love them. 
Yeah, I've I've done over the last few years. I've been doing albums and wall art, and I just I love the albums. But the wall art ends up being the thing because it's just yeah. there. It's out on display that I end up more enjoying yeah. more. And so I've become more and more a sucker for for wall art over the last yeah. year. I so. really like wall art. I just I don't was, print everything huge. You know, it's just uh, for me. Yeah. But anyway, it's awesome. Yeah, Allison. This has been awesome. I've loved having this super candid conversation. I put you on the spot a little bit, uh, <laughs> and it's been fun. I appreciate you kind of rolled with it. Um, I, I told you when we got into this thing, I was like, "Look, we're just going to go. I'm going to ask you some things," and then, and you've done so great. So thank you so much for being here. It's been fun to learn uh, from the journey that you've had. Uh, I want to know where where can people find your work? Where find out more about you? What you're up to? See some of these portraits that we're talking about today. So, um, you can find me online at alisonwinneroth.com and that's, um, I'm sure you'll have a link to that somewhere, uh, but it's A-L-I-S-O-N-W-I-N-T-E-R-R-O-T-H.com. <laughs> um, and I actually teach a class with Click and Company kind of about finding your style and taking organic portraits and, um, you know, figuring out what that what what it is that makes you happy about photography and kind of learning about it and figuring, you know, kind of finding your style a little bit. So um, I love teaching that class. I love kind of seeing that light bulb go on for people that they don't have to do what is standard. Um, and I'm also on Instagram and all the fun places. I really love Instagram. I think that's like my favorite place in the world. It's really cool. <laughs> Fantastic. And it's all uh, Alison Winteroth. I'll get links down awesome. there. Uh, for everyone to check out uh, your course, check out your website, check out your Insta pics, um, and and say hi to you. Okay, you guys go say hi to Allison. Yeah, Drop her I line. love it. Drop her and I had such a good time talking with you. Thank you so much. This is really awesome. Yeah, I like being put Thank on you the so spot. Much, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. fun. It's fun. We'll talk soon, dear. Bye. Bye. You guys, thank you again for listening. I hope that you were able to gain a glimpse into what it looks like to really discover your own style in this whole photographer world. And even just like some of the little tips and tricks about inquiries, um, how to separate yourself. I think Allison is just a wealth of information. So thank you so much for listening. Look, I say this at the end of almost every episode. I really do mean this, you guys. I don't want the conversation to end here. You know, it's great that you get to listen to me as you're driving, um, as you're fixing dinner, whatever it may be. I'm trying to think of the situations that I listen to podcasts, uh, wherever it may be. But I would love this to be a two-way street. And so for starters, I want to invite you. I've got a seven-day uh, crash course. And this is an email course. And I think it's really legit. And the thing that I get excited about is if you reply to me in any of the emails that I send you, I will reply back. And so go ahead and check that out at sixfigurephotography.com forward slash seven-day crash course. That's the number seven. The next thing is this. Uh, look, I do Facebook Live videos almost every week. And if you get a chance to see me on live, go to Six Figure Photography on Facebook. Um, Go ahead and get notified so you get you see me when I go live. Say hi, ask a question. I treat every live video as an opportunity for Q and A, and so I would love to dialogue with you, hear where you're at in your business, and understand how I can personally help you grow. You guys will see you on the next episode of the SFP Podcast. <laughs>